This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we knew it was going to come down to this, at least for now. Week 16, Eagles hosting the Cowboys, 425 Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles have to win to keep their playoff hopes intact. If the Cowboys win, they win the NFC East. There are few people, in fact, there are no, there's no one better than the Hall of Famer, Ray Dininger, to help preview this game. Eagles-Cowboys, Ray's here with us now. Thanks for joining us. Ray, let's start with uh, some news from earlier this week. Kamu Grugier-Hill, the linebacker, the star linebacker in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's done for the year with a back injury on injured reserve. He is one of many players that have gone on injured reserve this season, many important players for the Eagles. Do they have an injury problem and a problem with the way they handle injuries? Well, they certainly have an injury problem, and it's not just this year. It was last year and even 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. Um, look at all the injuries they had that year. Now, they managed to overcome them, but um, you can't do that every year. Uh, 2017 was the exception, and yeah, it's 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 a recurring theme now. And we all know that football is a violent game, and injuries are part of the deal. But when a team has year after year after year this number of injuries, uh, it's it's something that you have to take a harder look at. Uh, whether it's uh, the medical staff, whether it's the training, whether it's whether it's the trainers, whether it's the training techniques, uh, the conditioning you do during the week, whatever it is. Um, I mean, there are many things, you and I have talked about this, there are many things that regardless of whether the Eagles make the playoffs or don't or how far they go or all, any of that, after this season, there's, there's really ample cause here for the, for the Eagles to take a step back and do a real serious internal review of everything down there, the personnel, uh, the, the drafting, the talent acquisition, the coaching, and the medical staff, and the training staff, and just take a look at, at everything that's happened there because since 2017, I mean, there's no getting around it. This team has been on a downward trajectory. And I guess a follow-up to that, Ray, is if the Eagles win Sunday and then they beat the Giants at MetLife in a couple of weeks and make the playoffs and then for some miraculous reason go on a run against teams that have been light years better than them this season, would that, in a sense... I guess not prevent, but would would that make them end up not doing this internal review that you say they need to do? Basically, what I'm saying is, if they win, does, is that a band aid to cover up all the issues that they have? It could be, but you can't allow it to be. I think that you, I mean you have to just look, at, take the take a step back and do a, a, an overview of this year and last year. I mean, last year was I mean last year, if we just go back one season, I mean they were. They were bad more than they were good. Now, they, at the end of the year, they rallied, they made the playoffs, and they won a playoff game, and we all know how they won the game in Chicago. And you know, and people will make the case, well, they were one drop pass away from beating the Saints. But, I mean, if you look at the year as a whole, it was not a good year. Uh, and this year, same thing. I mean, they, they could possibly turn this thing around. I mean, they could possibly beat the Cowboys, go to the playoffs, and you'll have exactly the same scenario as last year. But... I think if if you look at it that way, I think you're kind of missing the point. I think you have to take a look back and say, you know, these last two years have been a struggle, and to some degree, we've been fortunate 
to hang in as long as we did. Last year they rallied, they made the playoffs. This year they're only alive because the rest of the division is so bad. You know, and winning a bad division doesn't make you a good team. So I think they they have to be, and maybe they have to force themselves to be, if they go on a little run here and make the playoffs. I think they kind of have to force themselves to be, say, look, this was fine. We managed to salvage the season. We got to the playoffs. But look at where we are, and, and look at what we were for most of the season. This isn't good enough. And and then begin doing the hard evaluation that I think is necessary. I agree with you, Ray. Um, as far as this game is concerned, and he and Carson kind of agreed to it earlier this week at his press conference, saying that it probably is. Do you think that this is the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career to date? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, and you mentioned at his press conference this week that he sort of acknowledged that. I mean, he recognizes it. To, to say it's not would be kind of just, I mean, everybody knows it is. I mean, for him to stand up there and say, no, nah, I don't think so. I mean, everybody would say, oh, come on. I mean, you, you know it is because um, the last two years, I mean, this team made the playoffs, but at this point in the season, Carson wasn't really a part of the equation. You know, he was hurt both years. This time of this time in 2017, this time last year, it was Nick Foles' team. And so Carson's the, now this is for the first time. He's the guy playing the, playing the big money games in December that are either going to get you there or not get you there. And if he's and he understands that this is the moment that the Eagles drafted him for. This is the moment that the Eagles are paying him for. That when the big game is there to be won, the quarterback's got to go win it, and he knows that. And I think the fact that it's the Cowboys that you're playing this week only raises the stakes. And we all know what Eagles Cowboys been has been historically. It's been their biggest rivalry, uh, and here it is. That's the team that you have to beat to get to where you want to go, and. You're not going to do it if the quarterback plays poorly. You can only do it if the quarterback plays well. So he's aware of that. But the good news from his standpoint for the Eagles fans is he's coming off two really, really good performances where he won games in the fourth quarter. And uh, uh, I think he's probably coming into this game healthy and with a lot of confidence. Well, you said that he has to play well in order for them to win, and that's certainly the case. Um, what are your key matchups then for Sunday? What are, what are the matchups you're looking at? What do the Eagles have to do in addition to Carson playing well to win this game? Uh, I think it's a, I, I think this is a real simple equation here. Uh, I think it's the Eagles defensive line or the Eagles front seven, let's say, uh, against the Cowboys line and against the Cowboys running game. Uh, I mean, it would have probably been that anyway, but the fact that Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, is coming in here playing with an injured right hand, which is certainly going to limit what he can do throwing the football, then that just makes it that much more important. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, you saw what they did on Sunday to, to the Rams. I mean, they came out and they just they physically just overpowered a good football team in the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they ran the ball 45 times for 263 yards. They had two guys go over 100 yards. So um, I don't think they're going to change the game plan this week. I think they're going to come out with the idea that they're going to try and win it at the line of scrimmage, uh, and they're going to try and win it behind Zeke Elliott mostly. And, you know, the Eagles have had no success against Zeke Elliott, <laughs> none. I mean, in the five games he's played against the Eagles, he's 5-0. and So that's the blueprint. That's the formula, and I don't think it's going to change. So to me, the game really boils down to that. Can the Eagles run defense, which was good, really good early in the year, not so good lately, can they be good enough to shut down the Cowboys and shut down the Cowboys running game and make Dak Prescott throw the ball with that injured hand? And then I guess more specifically, how important is it for Fletcher Cox to step up, unlike 
He, unlike the you know past weeks in which he hasn't, and that resulted in some criticism from some of your colleagues at NBC Sports Philadelphia, specifically Seth Joyner. How important is it for Fletcher Cox to be that dominant force on Sunday afternoon? Well, he's the guy. Uh, I mean, he's he is your best player in in the area of greatest significance. So, yeah, I mean, in much the same way we're talking about. Uh, Carson Wentz, and this is the big game, and you expect your best players to come up big in the big game. Well, on the other side of the ball, that guy is, is Fletcher Cox. And um, I mean, I I sort of uh, disagreed with Seth. I rarely do, but I kind of disagreed with Seth uh, last Sunday because he he tried to make it out to be an effort thing. Uh, he, he he was sort of saying he didn't see Fletcher Cox giving great effort. Um, I don't think Fletcher Cox ever shorts you on your effort. I, I think what it is is I think he's just worn down. I just think he's physically, I just think he's beat up and worn down. Uh, if you look at the way that offensive line is really kind of, that defensive line is kind of disintegrated over the course of the season with all the injuries and losing Malik Jackson and now you've lost Barnett and you got, you're playing with a lot of guys who are backup kind of guys. And, you know, Fletcher Cox, his last two weeks, has played 94% of the snaps. Uh, he's played virtually the entire game. Uh, and he's taken on double teams every single play, and I just think the physical wear and tear of that has just has just worn him out. Um, and it, to me, that's yeah, it. Didn't look like he was not. It didn't look to me like he was loafing last Sunday. To me, it just looked like he was tired. Um, and I don't know how to, how you get that back in one week's time. Uh, but he's going to have to do whatever he has to do to get himself ready to be Fletcher Cox on Sunday. Because if you get an average Fletcher Cox or less than average Fletcher Cox going up against this line and this running attack. I just don't think it's going to be enough for the Eagles to win. Well, Ray, I, I factor in that, and I factor in the Eagles' lack of success against the Cowboys in recent years, and specifically this Cowboys team led by Dak, and then even more specifically, Zeke. Uh, I look at the way this Eagles team has played. I look at the way the Cowboys came together last week. I know they're the Cowboys, and they can become dysfunctional and in disarray in the snap of a finger. But I look at that, and that's why from the beginning of the week, I feel like this is Dallas's game. And I know that they're favorites by, I think now it's like a, a point and a half. But the, the, I, I've been from the beginning of the week, I thought Dallas is going to win. And even after Dak's injury, his shoulder injury, uh, and him being limited this week, I, I still think that, that that's not enough for the Eagles to overcome the Cowboys and keep their playoff hopes intact. So uh, tell me why I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have <clears throat> this is a this is a very very difficult game to forecast. It's almost I mean I would well I don't bet anyway, but I would never even attempt to bet this game because you have two utterly unpredictable teams here. I mean, the Cow- we've seen the Cowboys be really good, and they were really good on Sunday. And we've seen them be just awful. And we've seen the Eagles be really good and very clutch the last couple of weeks. But we've also seen them the week before that get blown out by the Miami Dolphins. So, I mean, this is a weird game in that I don't have, and I don't think any clear-thinking person can look at this and say, well, yeah, I know what that team is, and sort of base your, base your projection upon that. I mean, the Cowboys could come out and be really good or really bad. Same thing for the Eagles. So, I mean, this is this is really kind of a close your eyes and throw a dart kind of game, I think. Um, but to say to give the Eagles a chance to win, yeah, I mean, I think Eagles could win if the Cowboys come out and play the way they played against the Bears. Um, I mean, that's that could be. And you know, Carson Wentz would have to do an awful lot. I mean, you look at you look at the Bears game that they lost to Chicago, and you see what Mitchell Trubisky was able to do to them, running the ball, throwing the ball, and Carson Wentz is a far better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. 
And so could that could he possibly put the whole thing on his shoulders and win the game for you? Yeah, he possibly could. But I I just keep coming back to the pattern here. And everybody talks about the home field advantage. It's going to be a loud crowd, and they're going to be all over the Cowboys, which is true. But you look at the recent history of it, this Cowboy team, they don't have any fear of coming into the link. I mean, they've won six of their last seven trips in here. So the idea that uh, that they're going to be intimidated the way some of the old Cowboy teams were going into the vet and playing the Vermeil teams or the Buddy Ryan teams, that's not really the case. I mean, the fans will come, and they'll be loud, and good for them. I mean, they'll have a good time. But the fans aren't going to win this one on Sunday. If the Eagles are going to win this one, they're going to have to win it on the field. And what is your final score? I think I'm kind of where you are, Dave. I mean, I recognize the emotional factor, and the Eagles are going to be fired up, and you're going to get a big effort from them. There's no question. They're not going to, it's not going to be a Miami game where you're kind of scratching your head saying, what team is that? I mean, they're going to come out, and they're going to play hard. I just think right now they're depleted. I think just think they're too depleted. And the fact is, over the last half of the season, that run defense has really gotten softer. I mean, now they're giving up like 4.6 yards per carry. Adrian Peterson ran the ball well against them last Sunday. I think the Cowboys running game, and I think Zeke Elliott are just too much for them at this point. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a battle. But in the end, I think the Cowboys are going to win it. And I'm saying 24-21. Ray's going 24-21. I'm going 24-17. Uh, Ray, we will, regardless of win or lose, we will break it down Monday morning, the biggest game of the season. Thanks for the time, as always. My pleasure, Dave. Talk to you Monday. Talk to you Monday, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.